In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. What happened to all the interesting talk around here, huh? I mean, I used to enjoy coming in here and listening to a good conversation. Now there's so much gossip, you should all have dryers on your heads. All rise. This is the King's Court. Brought to you by Monster Energy, Window World, and STL-Cars.com. Featuring the King, Kevin Slayton. And a good Monday afternoon, St. Louis, and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, Windoworld STL-Cars.com, King's Court, 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Kevin Slayton with you. Before we get into anything else, I've got to give you our call-in number if you'd like to call in the show at some point. Toll-free 855-282-8255. 282-8255. Nate Lucas is riding shotgun right here with us. Good morning. Or good afternoon, Nate. Good afternoon. Uh, i got to get my times right. Yeah. Well, you've been doing mornings for a long time. A long time. Yeah. So it is afternoon. How's your mental clock? Is it it's adjusted? No, it's never been good, so yeah. why would it be any better today? Yeah. It wouldn't be. I look around and I see all the craziness that's going on in the sports world, and I'm glad I'm back in it. But, you know, as I said to you on Friday, if I didn't get back in, Randy Carricker might show up at a town hall meeting and start crying again. So I thought it was time to go. I mean, it's good to have the king back, you know? Well, I appreciate it. We're going to have some fun. It's awesome. We will definitely have some fun. The Cardinals aren't having a lot of fun. A rare Sunday off yesterday, which is bizarre. I've tried to find out why that was uh, the quirk in the schedule, uh, but I haven't been able to get a good answer. But probably good time to take a day off after they lost to the Royals and then one split two with them. They get Oakland tonight. But if you look at the National League, the Cardinals are languishing in last place in the Central Division. But they're also just barely ahead of Colorado for the worst record in the National League. And Colorado came here and beat them two out of three. So, honestly, we have to say the Cardinals are the worst team in the National League. And I don't think that's much of a debate. Well, when you don't have a starting pitching... They don't staff. I mean, when you you literally go into a season without any starting pitching, and or according to the organization, they had all the depth in the world. They had but, it all. Didn't have to do anything in the off season. That's how good they were. Boy, did they misjudge that? I don't know that I've ever seen an organization misjudge it or just simply uh, evaluate their talent poorly, which I believe is the case. I don't think they know how to evaluate their own talent, much less anybody else's. They sat back and they watched as the trade deadline came and went. Aaron Savali went from the Indians to Tampa Bay for a minor league first baseman. Uh, Aroldis Chapman went to the Rangers. Aroldis Chapman can still do it. I don't know why the Cardinals weren't all over him. He's still dominant. He's got about a 2.5 earned run average or lower now. He's pitching the eighth inning for the Rangers. Uh, They probably wish he was closing after what happened yesterday with Will Smith, giving up a two-run homer to the Giants in the ninth inning to lose the game. But there, there were plenty of people out there, and the Cardinals won't make a move on anybody. It makes me think that the rumors about the DeWitts selling the team might be true. I've never heard any indication of that from Bill DeWitt III in all of the conversations I've had. But what else could be the, the reason for them just sitting on their hands constantly? And then you have this Wainwright debacle. And Friday night, Nate, he was lit up like a 4th of July celebration. I don't think I've ever seen anything happen to a pitcher who has had the caliber of a career that he's had to linger too long in th- this egomaniacal quest for 200 wins 
and then allow himself to get punished like that. Yeah. And quite frankly, what is 200 wins? Doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, seriously, you know, I, I 300 wins is definitely an impressive number. It's Hall of Fame. But 200? You know, unless you've got 50 losses, it's not overly impressive. It's still really a good career, but he's pitched 100 years. Yeah. So you're going to get 200 wins. You know, Wainwright, uh, if you look at his numbers, and people want, be, feel free to. I know this is heresy in Cardinal Nation, but his numbers tell you that he had about four to five really good years. And that's it. That's all. The rest have been injury-plagued or not very good. Um, you know, he closed in the World Series when he came up. And uh, other than that, his postseason numbers aren't very good. And after the game the other night, uh, Wainwright was uh, talking as though uh, he somehow had an off night, even though this has been re- redundant his last four, five, six starts. He said he didn't have great stuff. I think he said that. He may have said that. He did. <laughs> And we'll find him saying it. As, uh, give me one second here. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those situations where he refuses to admit, and the adults in the room, the manager, Ali Marmo, uh, Mosellock, the DeWitts, refuse to admit what everybody else knows, and that is that Adam Wainwright's career should be over, and he shouldn't be pitching anymore. It's become too embarrassing for himself. It's humiliating, I have to admit. I have to think he's humiliated by it. And the organization should be embarrassed by it because they're not able to get anything done. And so I'm, I'm just at a loss to understand why in the world this team is allowing him to pitch. Marmol has indicated they've had conversations and they'll have more. But none of that matters when you continue to trot him out there and these things keep happening. His line the other night was one inning, nine hits, eight earned runs. You can't color that. You can't spin that. It's atrocious. And for a guy of Wainwright's caliber throughout his career, it's embarrassing. There's no way around it. This is one of those things that the Cardinals have to address, and they have to address it now because it's just uh, Major League Baseball should be embarrassed. It's hard to shame Major League Baseball. This is a, a group that has Rob Manfred as its commissioner, so therefore it's impossible to shame them. We got Wainwright? We got Wayno. All right, here's Wainwright after the game Friday. He didn't have his great stuff, as if he has any great stuff, but then he got a little bit to wandering. I didn't have anything tonight. I didn't have good stuff. I didn't have uh, good location when I did. They still found holes, and um, just was, was a non-competitive day for me. It just really let our team down, let our fan base down today, and um, just got to be ready next time. You know, that was... That was uh, atypical of what I've been feeling. I had a couple of good starts in a row where I felt like I was really building. And then um, and his last two have really been disappointing. So i gotta feel, I got to figure out why I'm feeling so much better on my bullpen days than I am on my start days. Uh, this last time was the best time I felt all year on my, on my bullpen day. Yesterday, a little flat ground session, got on the mound a little bit just to feel things out. Man, I was really confident. So um, I don't know, man. I keep getting surprised by these outings, you know. Just keep thinking I'm going to turn a corner and, and be great for this team down the stretch, and I just, you know, just let us down again. So uh, I deserve all the all the the uh, negative that I'm getting right now. I deserve it, you know. I can I can I can stand up to that. I deserve it, and uh, and and you know, just gotta wear it and keep going. He says the last two starts. Uh, but he had really good starts before that. Well, I'm wondering when he's talking about. 
Was he talking about five starts ago against Miami when he pitched three and a third innings, gave up seven earned runs? Was he talking about against Arizona when he made it through five innings and gave up two runs? That's still a batter and run average. Against the Cubs when he made it six innings, gave up four earned runs, still a batter and run average. Colorado, three innings, seven earned runs, one inning, eight earned runs to the Royals. Which games are he, is he talking about? Four years ago, maybe? Maybe he had a good game four years ago that he was talking about. But he got delusional there that he says he, he, he keeps thinking that down the stretch he's going to be great. And he wonders why he's not great. Let me help him out. An 83-mile-an-hour fastball means you're not great. A breaking ball that takes – for you could clock his breaking ball with a sundial. How's that? It takes that long to spin, and it gets crunched every time he throws it. It has no bite. Yeah, the, the the hardest thing for an athlete to do is admit he's done. I'm I'm certain of it. I'm not a veteran of major league experience, but I know how it is for for ball players because I know plenty of them. And the hardest thing is to convince yourself you're done. But when you're getting your brains beaten in, I don't understand how that convincing is very difficult. Do you want to keep going out there and embarrassing yourself, embarrassing the game? I wouldn't think so. But um, hey, he seems to be uh, doing great. He said later on. I'm doing great work. You know, I'm doing great work. My arm feels good, finally. My body feels good. Um, today, my timing was a little bit off, but uh, just got to. I just, I just have to. I have to. I have to compete better. That's just what it comes down to. I got to compete better. You know, my whole career, I've gotten, gotten out when I felt terrible sometimes, and got the flu. Got you know, got a, I got a herniated disc in my back or something I, I still found ways to do it and uh, right now I'm not finding a way to get the job done that's really that's probably the thing that's let me down the most is that I'm not finding a way you can't find a way when you're an 83 mile an hour pitcher anymore do you know anybody Nate who throws a fastball 93 miles or 83 miles an hour that's successful not in today's game <laughs> maybe maybe Greg Maddox back in his prime but I'll bet you he threw it faster than that right and I mean look he's not even low he's just leaving everything up I mean when he was effective when he didn't even have 90 plus anymore he had the breaking ball to mix and match with the fastball and he could keep that spinning up there and it would buckle guys at their knees he doesn't have that anymore it has no bite to it none it has none at all and I know that people in St. Louis uh, revere Wainwright I know that the media here reveres him and they would never say a discouraging word but the facts are the facts, and, and this, this whole organization has hit rock bottom. I think it's going to be a long time before we return to good competitive Cardinal baseball. I don't see any future with this roster. I don't see any pitching. Uh, we don't know what the young guys are going to provide that they traded for at the deadline or any young guys in the minor league system. And you know why we don't know? Because pitchers like Wainwright stick around, and he's taking up a roster spot for some young kid. The Cardinals have to get answers on their younger pitchers. And they're not going to get him if he if he keeps occupying a starting spot. Well, and and the lack of development of young pitchers too has been something that has really uh, hurt this ball club. I mean, Matthew Libertor, Dakota Hudson, really, you could throw Jack Flaherty in there. Like they never really uh, their development kind of hit a wall. Yeah, yeah. Everybody everybody thought Flaherty was going to be this uh, golden boy when he had about a good two and a half month period in the second half of the season a few years ago. He was almost unhittable. And he has been horrific ever since. And by horrific, I mean a five earned run average, four and a half to five. That's horrific. You thought this guy was going to be an ace. So where is the, where is the missing part in their organizational development chart? Is it a pitching coach? Is it minor league instruction? Brian Bowringer has told me many times, and Bo pitched in the World Series for the Padres and the Yankees, that the minor league instruction is terrible. Mm. And so that's where it starts.
Well, and then, you know, this season, you lose Mike Maddox in the, in the offseason. He retires, and then he comes out of retirement a couple weeks later, and he joins Texas. And you lose Yadier Molina. And so that combination, and your answer to that was to bring in Dusty Blake, who had never been a pitching coach uh, at the big league level, has really no experience in the big leagues, but he's got a degree from Duke, so that qualified him, I guess, to be the Cardinals pitching coach. <laughs> he's real coach. smart. Yeah. Well, he's really he studies that iPad all day long. He may know basketball. I'll tell you. Well, maybe they should try that out. He might have some more success. Well, Wainwright talked about having these great bullpen sessions, and then he talked about maybe stopping his bullpen sessions. Uh, and maybe it's that I don't throw bullpens because on my start, on my bullpen day, my stuff is really, was really great. I mean, I, was, I would love to have had what I had the other day. Today, I would have got a lot of outs. Would have got a lot of zeros. Um, I don't know. I got to figure that out. This is good to keep working, you know. Probably what's playing into me a little bit, and I, I'm, I'm hesitant to admit it, but you know, when you, when you, and I've heard this from from older guys who are retired, but when you know you're done, uh, you could lose an edge, you know. Um, I was really resistant to that because I thought I would fight like crazy until the end, um, but uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to refocus and, and get get real serious about in and strong because I don't want to go out like that. I mean, that's just embarrassing. You know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to see me do that. I know a lot of people are rooting really hard for me and, and, and I know a lot of people are really sad right now with, with how things are going and I get it, man. I get it. You know, nobody's, trust me, you're not more sad than me. All right. You're not more sad than me. I'm, I'm really, I'm really sad about it. So, um, but I'm also very confident that I'm going to end strong. You know, I don't know why that is. Uh, I got no reason for anybody to believe me I understand that but uh, um, I got a really I really have a really good sense about me that I'm going to finish really strong and I don't even know why I believe that but I believe it you know so that's the important thing no the important thing is to actually have a reason to believe that and that would be better than an 83 mile an hour fastball I don't believe it either he's right nobody believes it uh, but he talked earlier in that clip of had he done this or that without a bullpen session, he would have put up zeros against the, the Royals. Dude, you gave up eight earned runs in one inning. What what could have possibly led you to believe that anything you did differently, other than recreate yourself when you were 25 years old, that you could have put up zeros against the Royals the other night? What is he talking about? Am I missing something? I mean, and then he's talking about these great bullpen sessions that he's having. Nobody really cares. I mean, it's it's a it's a set. It's really sad. Hey, you know, when I played wiffle ball, I was really I was good. Yeah, I was really good. I don't understand this now. I I can't get anybody out in the major leagues. But my wiffle ball career was unreal. Well, you're being paid seventeen and a half million dollars to go out there and pitch in big league games, not have great bullpens, <laughs> not to sit there and cry about it in the post game scrum. I mean, your job is to get big league hitters out, and he's not capable of doing it. He is not capable, and when he says there's a lot of people sad, I don't think anybody's sad. I mean, they, they feel bad for Wainwright that he's going out this way, but he chose to go out this way, and that's the problem with me. Uh, $17 million, and I questioned Bill DeWitt III about this back in April when we had him on my other show, and I wondered, where's the justification for that? Well, he's been a great cardinal. Well, you know, you don't give people $17 million because they've been a great employee for the past 15 years. I don't know of anybody who does that in any real business, but that was Bill DeWitt's reasoning. Well, that doesn't sound like the DeWitts because they're good business people and they don't just toss around $17 million. But they did here. And, and I'm not buying the story that, that Molina's gone and that makes bad pitchers. I don't think any of these pitchers had developed 
uh, Molina or not Molina. Molina was here when Flaherty was pitching, and Flaherty didn't develop, as you pointed out, Nate, and none of those young pitchers developed while Molina was here. So it goes a lot deeper, and I suspect it goes down to the minor league level, or they can't evaluate talent. And I'm, I'm going to lean toward the evaluation of talent because they don't seem to know what they're doing. Well, it's scary whenever you see the Cardinals involved in a trade and they're dealing arms because other organizations seem to be plucking the better players from the St. Louis organization and then they're stuck with the guys that they think are the better player. And then when they get to the big leagues, it is very obvious that they chose wrong. It's been a bonanza for other teams. Tampa Bay gets a Rosarina for Libertor. Uh, Texas gets Garcia for nothing. Miami gets Alcantara for nothing because Ozuna's with the Braves now. He's not with the Cardinals. And Gallon the same way. Gallon was in the same deal, and now Arizona gets him. Four All-Stars. Cardinals got nothing to show. Yeah, the Gallon and Alcantara, those, those are the two, man. I mean, they finished, what, 1-2 in uh, National League Cy Young last season? And Gallon, is, he won't win it this year because he, he had a midseason slump, but he's having a great year for Arizona. And Alcantara, I always call him Alcantara, Alcantara uh, pitched a brilliant game over the weekend. He and, may have re, may re have discovered his talent. And both of those guys pitched deep into ball games. Complete game the other day yeah. for Alcantara. And Gallon pitched deep in his game the other night. It's really bizarre how, I mean, this team, first of all, they didn't even have a great bullpen going into the year. But then they stacked their rotation with guys that if you went five innings, you're looking at them going, whoo, we really. And that's all they demand. When all you ask of somebody is X, you're going to get X. You're never going to get Y. It doesn't seem to me that the Cardinals have any pitchers that are really competitive, that want to go deep, that get pissed off when they come out to take them out. Wainwright used to be that guy. He gets pissed off now when they come out and get him in the first inning. <laughs> but but the comments he's making are making me think his wife or someone who has his ear needs to get him one-on-one and say, hey, stop it. Just stop the nonsense. He sounds delusional uh, a little bit later on in his post-game scrum. He, it, I, I was listening. I thought, has he lost his mind? Well, I've, missed, I've been making really great strides. Um, you know, if you ask Dusty, he'll tell you the same thing. The other day, my bullpen, we were like, now no, there's the guy from last year. There's the guy from 21. And uh, that's what I expected to come out onto the mound today. And today I got super hot early and just couldn't cool down and just didn't make good pitches. You know, that's all it comes down to. Didn't make good pitches, and uh, and uh, some of those guys over there are very aggressive. And you know, when you throw it into in the wrong spot with really aggressive hitters, you you end up giving up damage. You throw it where you want to with really aggressive hitters, usually get some quick outs. You go deep into the game, but our offense did a great job of getting back into that game. And you know, if I just go five or six for us today, we win that game easy. So um, just pretty disappointing, you know. Could have done a lot better. No, if you go five or six in that game, you give up forty runs. So I don't think letting him go five or six would have won the ball game. But when he says he he was making really great strides, when? I, I keep saying to myself, what is he talking about? Because there were no great strides. Then he said, I got super hot early. So the heat, are you telling me that the hot temperature in August bothered you? You've never pitched in Missouri before? Where it's hot and humid? Other guys pitch when it's hot and humid. Other guys pitch complete games. It couldn't be any more hot and humid than it is in Miami. And uh, Alcantara pitched a complete game. Arizona, sometimes they have the dome out there. But this is the time of year where it's hot. Wainwright's pitched here his whole career. These excuses are getting old, Nate. And uh, I, for one, am really kind of sick and tired of it. Well, it, just look at his game log. I mean, you sort of did that uh, you know, in the open where you look at Wainwright all season long. It's been the same thing. 
So every game to to think that they keep trotting him out there and you're going to get a different result is just definition of insanity, right? He said the Royals hitters are aggressive. I'll say they're aggressive. I looked over at the dugout prior to the game. They're fighting each other to get in the lineup. <laughs> Everybody wanted to take a bat and hit against him, and it's been that way now for two months. The Royals are thirty-eight and eighty after <laughs> from that game on on uh, Friday. I mean, we're and not talking about a good team here. Look at the last two teams: the Rockies and and the. Uh, um, the Royals. Here's what bothers me the most, though. In between those two starts, the Cardinals had a three-game series in Tampa with two days off. Wainwright didn't pitch in Tampa when he was scheduled to pitch. So it's clear that Ollie Marmel and the Cardinal organization are okay with disrespecting baseball to let Adam Wainwright skip his turn against a decent team to pitch against two non-entities, two of the worst teams in baseball, and yet both of them beat his brains in. For the life of me, I can't understand why the organization, you know, is, is is giving him the leash that they have. It's it's incredible. I mean, I get you're not going to the playoffs, but I mean, is is really putting him out there every fifth day still no. the best decision that this no. team can make? And, you know, and they're giddy about it. They're excited they every time it. they get an opportunity to say, <laughs> "Oh, Adam's going to find Wayno. it." I mean, Wayno's going to be out there like, yay. I mean, if you're one of the guys in the lineup, you're looking at it going, boys, we better bring our wood today. We're yeah. going to need it. Going to get 10 runs, and that yeah. might not be enough. He and has an 8 ERA. I mean, it, imagine it's that. abysmal. Nobody has an 8 ERA, but he does. And it's it's going to get worse if he if they keep pitching him. And he acts as though he's got the blessing to be pitching the rest of the year. He keeps saying, down the stretch. Well, first of all, you don't have a stretch. You're four, 14 games under 500, 12 and a half back. You're in last place in your division. So there is no stretch. But what, what makes you think you're going to be great down the stretch? Someone needs to talk to him. But the Cardinals don't have the grown-ups, apparently, to talk to him and say, man, come on, we're going to have a day for you on the last day of the year. But until then, you can pitch out of the bullpen if you'd like. But here's the solution. He needs these two games. Or these two wins because the Cardinals want to cash in on a milestone. Mm-hmm. So they want to have an Adam Wainwright 200 win bobblehead day and the other uh, celebrations that go with it. So my suggestion is call Jordan Montgomery down in Texas. I think he had six wins when he was here. Tell him to give Wainwright two of them. <laughs> See if he'll share two of them. Share two of them with Wainwright. Now he's got his 200. <laughs> and who cares about four or six wins for Montgomery? Wainwright gets his two and we can be done with this nonsense for good. But Ali Marmel. Uh, was talking after that game the other night, and uh, you know, Ollie, I bet it's a struggle. Pitch maker um, didn't make pitches today. The one coming out great, and um, it did some damage. How much of a challenge do you think this is for him? Like you said, a guy who's been doing it in the right time in a long time, but just trying to make these adjustments. Yeah, it's a it's a struggle. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to see him go through this, but it's it's where we're at. Um, it wasn't coming out real great today, and. Uh, they put up a, a decent amount of runs on him, but uh, obviously you hate to see him struggle. I know you guys wouldn't have him out there if you thought he was compromised, but is there any concern that some of the physical stuff has crept back in here? Um, no, I, no. He felt good going into that outing. So, um, yeah, we wouldn't put him out there if we didn't think so. <laughs> wow. He felt good going into that outing. Well, that, that, what does that mean? I, I don't even understand what these people are talking about, to be honest with you. Um, it's a struggle. You know, he reminds me of the guy in uh, The Black Knight and Monty Python when he said, tis but a scratch when his arms are being chopped off. <laughs> it's just a scratch. I'm yeah. cool. We're okay here. Don't worry about anything. Everything's going to be okay. Well, it's not okay. And the Cardinals play the A's tonight, and it makes you wonder. 
Um, are they going to try to rush him and get him another start against the A's before they get out of town? That way you could get Colorado, Kansas City, and Oakland. He only pitched one inning the other night. <laughs> throw him back fresh. out there. He'll be fresh. He'll have a great bullpen, and you can throw him back out there. You know, I... I don't mean, I'm not trying to be mean to Wainwright because Cardinal fans will be going, oh, you're so mean to Wainwright. It's not being mean. It's being grown up. Grown ups make decisions and the decisions are these. You don't pitch anymore. You're never going to start another game for the Cardinals. You can pitch in relief if you'd like. Otherwise, retire. You know, we love you. We're giving you $17 million. So there's a lot of love there. Nate, if, if I gave you $17 million to never do another radio show, would you take it? I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be gone a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be gone as soon as I mentioned exactly. it. Exactly. I'd be the same way. So would everybody. It's just hard because, I mean, he has been a great Cardinal. Uh, he has been a part of, you know, some, some great winning teams here. But to watch it just come unglued at the end. Unglued. It is just, and, and the organization is supporting it. You know, that's the bizarre part. Like you said, where are the grown ups? Where are the people? If you're a young pitcher uh, that's watching this and you know you don't have anywhere near the sort of leash that they've given Adam Wainwright. It's like a two-tiered system. Yeah. You know? And it, how long really will that is. float? Well, it can't float if you're going to win. It's, it's never going to work. And the thing that I've harped on is that you're, you're stopping these young players from finding you're, – you're finding stopping yourself from finding out how good they're going to be. Now, you might not be able to tell from one start, but if the Wainwright thinks he's going to pitch the rest of the year, that's six or seven starts still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's way too many you're taking away because you've got to evaluate. Not that they can – if the Cardinals want to solve their problems, they need to fire Mosellock and hire Jeff Lunau back. That will be step number one. And if they don't do that, we are in for a long, cold period of time where Cardinal baseball is just unfortunately going to suck mm. because there's no hope there. I don't, I, and they missed the opportunity, Nate, to trade Goldschmidt during the trading deadline. He'll never be of more value. He's already going backwards from his MVP of a year ago. He was a prime candidate to trade, and they missed it. They missed the opportunity. I do not understand why. Like when they came out and said we're not going to trade Arenado or Goldschmidt, I get the Arenado thing. He's younger. He's under contract longer. You are not going to win. You knew you weren't going to win this season, right? You know that it's going to be in a very tough challenge to put yourself back in the playoff picture a year from now. And so, what is it? What does Paul Goldschmidt give you? He, he should have given you some good young players and maybe a couple of major league players in a trade. That's what he should have given you. And 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 then I hear from some fans they're like, well, if they trade Goldschmidt, then I'd stop going to games. Please, I mean, really? Judging Paul- by the judging by the last homestand, people stopped going anyway. I mean, you yeah. could you could have thrown a hand grenade through the stadium and not hurt anybody. Yeah. A lot of red seats over there right now. <laughs> the bleachers were just empty. You I know, mean, bad baseball is a brutal product. It is a brutal product. How would you like to be Chip Carey? Mm. He comes from Atlanta where the Braves are tearing it up in the National League. He comes here, and I understand his reasoning as to why he came to bookend the carry career here in St. Louis with his grandpa. Um, but, man, you go from good baseball, like you said, it's brutal enough for fans. Imagine having to broadcast at 162 games. Awful. and The worst. They are doing their best spin job on that telecast. It's I terrible. Mean, you know, they are talking about when Wainwright pitched, like, decent out in Arizona, and we I mocked it for almost the entire show the next day. It was like they were talking about how amazing Adam Wainwright, amazing. First of all, it's unreal. stop the nonsense. It's unreal. They just can't help themselves fawning over this guy. Brad Thompson could be the worst. Uh, Edmonds is too dull to even know what he said. He'll, he'll put you to sleep. But Brad Thompson's cheering. He's got pom-poms. He's got it all going. And, uh, you know, I, I understand they pay you to be a Cardinal fan. We found out with Kevin Brown in Baltimore, we're going to get into that, what happens if you 
say something that the management doesn't like. And, and what he said was a compliment, which will, <laughs> which mystifies me forever. But I want to point out that all of us, Nate, need ourselves a nice Monster Energy drink to get us going for the day. And if you get if you like Monster Energy drink, you know what I'm talking about. If you If you haven't tried it, try it, because you'll need that boost of energy in this heat, the focus that you get from Monster Energy, the punch of energy that you get from just one can. I personally drink the sugar-free can. Ten calories and no sugar. You're not going to beat that. You can unleash the beast in you, be at the top of your game all the time. Monster Energy Drink, it's the world's greatest skiers and skaters, the boarders and the bikers, the rockers and the racers, the gamers and the girls. They throw big parties at events. They make all the fun events into a reality for you, the fan. Monster Energy Drink, unleash the beast in you. Let's take a quick break. Kevin Slayton with Nate Lucas. This is the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, STL-Cars.com, King's Court on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.